Welcome to Siblinghood of Recovery. Hello, recovery community. How are you? Well, I hope you enjoyed the last episode, which was Alex White of Alex White Counseling and Consulting. And uh, if you hear my dog in the background, he snores sometimes. It's not me, I swear. Yeah, he is an incredible human. And the counseling that he offers, as he summarizes, based on NARM, which I strongly believe in, the Neural Effective Relational Model, it brought to me such an incredible amount of healing. And it was a great kicking off point. I'm still on that journey, which brings me to the subject of today. One of the things you'll hear from a lot of leaders in recovery is find your people. Surround yourself with people who understand recovery. Surround yourself with people who are going to support the walk you are walking. I saw a post by Sobriety Soldiers Today on Instagram. He spoke of ensuring you have good company around you because this walk is hard. And if you're a parent that's just entering this world, not only are you probably being consumed by the chaos of not understanding what's going on and also having to learn so much at a physiological level alone about addiction, not to mention a psychological level, like the undercurrents to Alex's point of addiction. It's not just a behavior. This is an ecosystem you're basically walking into as a parent and learning about. So this podcast today, it's going to be pretty simple and it might only be 10 minutes long. It's about finding your army because you're going to need it. You're going to have things that happen in your life and to your child that it's not quote unquote normal. And I hate that word. Oh man, I hate that word. So the importance is really to surround yourself by people who are going to support you in the walk. What does that look like? You're going to find out pretty quickly as you go through the parent groups and if you are in a situation where you have very good treatment center professionals, they're going to offer support as far as learning and counseling and reading. And yes, you might get assignments. (laughs) You might. I mean, this is kind of like going back to school and retraining your brain about what to not expect. Let's think about that a little bit, you know, looking at the books of what to expect when you're expecting, right? And retraining your brain to understand that sometimes the behaviors that are being evidenced right in front of you, it's a conglomeration of reactions of sickness. And the sickness can range from being sick physically and sick emotionally and mentally. So there's so much that you have to learn as a parent if your child is battling substance use disorders. And here's where we get to the army. There will be a strong need for you to have people around you who understand the sickness, just like anything else. And you will hear this if you get into good groups of support. Hey, if my child had cancer, everybody would be around me saying, hey, you know, what do you need? And if you get into a good support group, 
you will have everybody around you saying, hey, how are you doing? What do you need? And that's where the shift comes into. If you are entering this journey and there's a lot of people that don't understand about it, that's okay, right? The nuance of the energy of not understanding something and not supporting is different and you're going to feel it. And this is where it becomes hard to make decisions as to where you go to for support. And it's almost as if you have to take a list, like, you know, anything else you want to organize and write down your priorities of the journey that you're facing at that moment. And the journey that you face at the moment of discovering that there's a problem will be different than the journey that you're going to face a year after discovering that there's a problem. Because as you learn more about addiction and as you learn more about recovery, your growth really does come into steps toward a better relationship with yourself, a better relationship with your qualifier, your loved one, and a better relationship, hopefully, with your family system or within the family system. So if you're just entering this journey, man, it's I know, I know it's hard. I know it's hard, but try to organize your brain and say, hey, what are my top priorities right now? And keep it, keep it to just five. Keep it simple, right? Because you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, I have like up to 10 or 20 problems right now. And and you probably do. But take a simple approach and say, what are my top five priorities right now? And when you look at them on paper, you'll be able to start realizing who can understand what you need to go through and the road that you need to travel to reach those priorities. It's been a while since I've cited specific research, and I want to do that now. There is a great paper. I'll put a link in the show notes to the version that's free, because some of these papers, they're often written by individuals who are attached to university research. And I always think, well, why are you asking me to pay $150 when I can go to the university and get this from the universities? But anyway, that's, that's a sidebar. I promised a long time ago to give you free, free info. So this is one of my, one of my deliverables. But this study, it was done in the UK and, uh, from Sheffield Hallam University. And the title of it is Recovery Networks and Community Connections, Identifying Connection Needs and Community Linkage Opportunities in Early Recovery Populations. That's a really big title to basically sum up that the recovery pathway is enhanced by positive social networks. And I'm going to say it again. The recovery pathway is enhanced by positive social networks. This is your army. This is your positive army that says, yep, this is hard. You've got this. Yes, this isn't what you had planned, but you've got this. The study goes on to talk about two aspects of innovative research consisting of social identity mapping an assertive linkage specific to individuals needing strong community support and strong linkage approaches. So an assertive linkage can consist of the 12-step groups, 
AA, Al-Anon, NA, Cocaine Anonymous, if you're in recovery, and then the support groups that specifically talk about, hey, how can you build out understanding what's going on and understanding your engagement in this relationship? Are you being controlling? Are you enmeshed? Are you standing in the circle like we spoke of in the last episode, myself and Alex White? This linkage is specific to Community Recovery Capital and linking them as community resources to the people that need them. In the research article, there's a really cool visual on page 12, and it's like an ice cream cone. And in the bottom of the cone, there's the individual. In the middle of the cone, there's what they term social capital. And at the top of the cone, where there is well-being, there's a community. So imagine as the individual enters the journey alone and they proceed through the journey, they're first establishing their social capital, and this is recovery capital. And then at the end, the largest part is the community. And this is termed an asset map. There's an additional visual that's also on page 14, where it is definitely framed or presented towards a recovery clinical community in that their clients are up at the top of a triangle. And on the bottom, on both sides, there's community assets and asset-based community development. So as the clients are starting to heal, you can imagine the arrows are pointing to all these three aspects of the triangle that you need to have community assets and you have to have community development. So what the researchers find is as the individual experiences recovery growth, there's significant community engagement. And with that engagement becomes a very strong system of social support, social capital in the recovery journey. So this is pretty basic. I mean, this is, you know, find your army, find your army of people because you're going to be in situations. And if you can imagine this visually, right, you're going to feel alone. You might be in a situation where you're alone. You might be in a room where you're alone, dealing with something all by yourself. And it's going to feel like, man, how can I handle this? If you build a community, if you build that capital, you'll know that there is an army of people behind you, providing you support, standing with you emotionally. They're there. They're ready to help you. They're ready to listen, right? And and I get nervous when I say help. <laughs> when I say help, I don't mean to fix the problem. I mean to help you process through whatever challenge that you're going through, you know? So how do you do this? Yes, you can go to 12-step programs. They're right there on the internet. If you're working with a treatment center, the good ones will have a plethora of resources. They'll have books for you to read. They probably would even facilitate group connections. On my website, I have several links to national resources, like the National Institute on Drug Abuse, Within that website, there's plenty of links to programs, clinical resources, the director's page. I've mentioned her before. This is Nora Volkow. She often has a blog. For example, a recent article is 
NIH invest in a new harm reduction research network. So that's just one example of one link where if you start learning who to follow, and I personally like Dr. Volkow, you're going to get a plethora of information, and that will start leading you to areas of, I can go to this group and I can gain this insight. Because there's also a discussion of every addiction is different too. And I can't do that here. I have a fantastic interview coming up in March, and that might be a really good time to dig into why every addiction is different. But today, the biggest message is, look, you're going to go into some really hard spaces in your mind and in your heart during this recovery journey. Get people behind you that understand that this is not going to be fixed in a day. This isn't going to be cured in a month. This is a lifetime. It really is a lifetime of a journey into something that can actually be incredibly beautiful. As hard as it is right now for you, you know, you're going to meet some really incredible people. I know I have. And I know the friends that I've made in this journey, that's why I call them an army. Because these people, they are, I don't know if I can say enough. They're beautiful, they're strong, they're insightful. And the folks that have been to some really dark places, they're the ones that will walk with you when you're in a dark place. And when you're standing somewhere and thinking that I'm alone, you're not, they're going to remind you that you're not. All right. With that, I'm going to bid you adieu. I wish you a great week ahead. Might be two weeks. I'm actually traveling next weekend and I can't record. So always, always be kind to yourself. If you're in this journey, you're going through so much and that's okay. And there's a lot of people out here who know what you're going through. You can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Siblinghood of Recovery, and my website is siblinghoodofrecovery.com. You can send me an email on my website. To this date, nobody ever has. So if you do, you will be the first one. It'll be so exciting. I might even put your name on the podcast. And with that, just remember, be good to yourself.